Hello and welcome to another episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, the real estate law specialists. I am joined as ever by Richard Snape, our head of legal training for a newsflash episode. Hello, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. Well, thank you for joining me for another newsflash episode. Um, This one, we're looking at a case from April, Clipper Logistics and Scottish Equitable. It's a county court case about lease renewals under the 1954 Landlord and Tenant Act and whether the landlord can introduce green lease clauses. Um, Do you want to start with some background law in relation to energy efficiency? Yeah, I mean, these green lease clauses are going to get more and more popular as time goes on. So the clauses which are attempting to make the leases more energy efficient especially bearing in mind that uh, the government's avowed intention is that uh, by 2050, uh, we'll have net zero carbon emissions. And they're not going to go away. And there's going to be a lot of legislation we don't know about. But I'll mention the most obvious pieces of legislation that I'm sure people appreciate. And that's that currently, since April of 2018, something called the Section 49 of the Energy Act of 2011, uh, you can't let out premises unless they've got a minimum energy efficiency standard and if they need an EPC, an energy performance certificate, it's got to be at least degraded. Um, which is primarily what this case is about. Um, but um, it's probably worth mentioning in passing that the government, uh, well, they, the consultation ended in January, but the avowed intention, what they're consulting on, I've been consulting on, is by April 2030, not retrospectively initially, but one day retrospectively, the minimum energy efficiency standard for non-domestic premises, uh, the consultation is for it to go down to B rating. So that's a real game changer if that actually happens. Uh, We'll have to see on that for the future. Okay, do you want to refresh our memories um, about the background law on the 1954 Act lease on side? We've actually done one or two podcasts and um, news flashes over the last couple of years on it because it's a very topical area. Um, basically, unless the parties obviously agree otherwise, when you go through a 54 Landlord and Tenant Act lease renewal of Section 35, it says that you're supposed to have regard to the terms of the current tenancy. You know, you're supposed to take into account what the, the actual current lease says. And um, I suppose the case we've mentioned in past courses, on more than one occasion, probably the most important 54-act case of all, is uh, House of Lords case from 1983, O'Mean City of London Real Property Company, which, uh, I can say the House of Lords as they were, Lord Hailsham and Lord Wilberforce primarily, said that uh, you'd have to do just that. You have to have regard to the terms of the current tenancy and the person who wishes to show a change in terms, they are the ones with the burden to show a change and any change must be fair and reasonably reasonable. And the fact that the rent might be reduced as a consequence of, say, the landlord imposing more onerous terms is not necessarily a clinching condition. But the starting point is the old lease is the basis of the new lease. We've been talking about it quite a lot in courses because... A, you know, statutes get introduced in particular in relation to energy efficiency during the currency of the lease. But also, um, and we have done one or two uh, news flashes that uh, there's a totally different market out there, sort of post-lockdowns, post-pandemic market, and tenants want different clauses than perhaps they wanted, you know, they even thought about two and a half years ago. So it's very topical. 
So should we circle back to the, the case that we want to talk about then, Clipper Logistics? Do you want to run through the facts of that? Yeah, I, Clipper Logistics were the tenants of uh, an industrial unit in uh, Rotherham in South Yorkshire. They're actually um, retail logistics people um, specialising in things like uh, alcohol and tobacco and fashions and likes. And I think they've been recently taken over, actually. They're based in Leeds. I say this particular premises was in Rotherham Scottish Equitable with the landlords. And the current lease uh, had come to an end in September of 2020. And they were negotiating the terms of a new lease. And most of the terms they were in agreement about, but uh, various green lease energy efficiency terms the landlords and tenants couldn't agree to. So that's how well they went to the county court in Sheffield. It is only a county court case and they don't set precedents, but I think it's quite instructive. So what were the terms that were in dispute? The first was that the landlord wanted to change the alteration covenants banning the tenant from doing any work that might uh, uh, make the premises below e-rating. And secondly, they wanted to be indemnified uh, for the costs of a new energy performance certificate if uh, the tenant did any alterations which adversely affected or invalidated the current EPC. And thirdly, they wanted a clause whereby the tenant would be obliged to keep the premises and its current EPC rating throughout the term, the term was going to be for 10 years. And also they would uh, return the premises uh, with the same rating as it started off with, as the renewed lease started with. Uh, so those are the clauses that they could not agree. What was the decision in this case then? The uh, judge decided that again as you know as in may your starting point is the the current terms of the tenancy none of those clauses were in the current lease and the fact that uh, no one had thought about such things at the you know when the original lease was being negotiated was neither here nor there so it's got to be fair and reasonable to to change the terms a fair and reasonable balance between the the parties as the as the judge said um and they decided that the alteration covenants changes weren't particularly needed anyway because you know the your current lease probably allowed for that you know alterations were subject to a reasonableness test not to landlords not to unreasonably withhold consent and uh, the uh, yielding up perm and the same with the same epc rating they actually decided that was reasonable in the circumstances but the provisions whereby you had to indemnify the landlord if you carried out works that invalidated the EPC or being obliged to keep the premises at the same uh, energy rating throughout the term, they couldn't be justified. They actually said, and this is uh, inherent in the guidance to minimum energy efficiency standards as well, that the burden is upon the landlord. It's the landlord's obligation to to make the property whatever rating is needed by the law. It's not the tenant's obligations. And this seems to weigh quite heavily. But to prevent tenants in action, you know, for a 10-year term, it was right that the, the tenant would uh, return the premises at the same energy rating. So the landlord won that part of it, but lost the rest. Are there any other similar cases? Yeah, well, there's one um, that, again, we've mentioned, albeit in a different context, in these uh, news flashes and podcasts over the last, well, it was a case from March of last year, and I think we did it in a sort of spring of last year podcast. That's one of your favourites, Lizzie. WH Smiths and 
Commerce Real Investment Gesellschaft, the yeah. Westfield Centre. You remember that one? Yeah. Uh, we can even pronounce it by now. We've done it so many times. When we were discussing that in, in past, it was all about whether the tenant could include a, a rent suspension provision that wasn't in the original lease, whereby uh, any, if any, retail units uh, had to be shut down through pandemic and statutory obligations and like mandatory obligations to close in the future, their rent would be halved. Uh, and the tenant won with uh, that particular part of it controversially, but the tenant won that part. The landlord was also arguing in that case that we need, we want to change the environmental provisions and introduce green lease clauses whereby any sort of energy efficiency environmental audits, the cost you know, could be added to the tenants, the cost of your service charge could be added to the tenant. And also the costs of energy efficiency for the premises generally for the whole of the Westfield Centre could be added to service charge and also uh, doing any recommendation report work uh, under your EPC could be added to service charge. The court decided that that wasn't reasonable again in the circumstances, it wasn't in the original lease and it was an irrelevance that it wasn't in the original lease because no one thought about such things you know, when the original lease was entered into in I think 2008. Uh, and they also pointed out that uh, doing all this work on the premises on the whole of the Westfield Centre would increase the, the, the capital value anyway. So it was in the landlord's best interest to do this work and so the service charge provisions weren't changed. But I don't think we've heard the last of it, Lizzie. I suspect we'll be talking about such green leases again. I look forward to it. So you should. Thank you very much, Richard. And thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.